With the inception and traction that blockchain and crypto has gathered, the world is possibly on the verge of the largest evolution since the mainstream of the internet. Given the fluidity and dynamic nature of this technology, business leaders, enthusiasts, and veterans all need to band together to navigate the current and upcoming storms. Participants in Web 3.0 want a trusted resource that gives them pertinent information about projects, tokens, technology, and businesses. We are business people talking the business of crypto. We are Y Whales. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Y Whales, wherever in the world you are today. Uh, so we have a really amazing podcast. It is October 17th. I cannot believe that the year has already just flown by. Uh, we're in, you know, right here in Q4, uh, 23. The world is is in, you know, chaos as always. Uh, we just saw this really amazing kind of like push on Bitcoin where there was a false announcement that an ETF had been granted. Bitcoin shot up immediately, you know, almost 30%. Um, and then it came out as false within minutes and then just... <laughs> plummeted right back down. So um, I think it really showcases that there's still a lot of interest in cryptocurrencies. Um, and that's really kind of at the behest of the, the new, uh, you know, shiny toy, shiny object uh, in Web3, which has been AI. So it's actually interesting to be here today with uh, one of the founders of Wand.ai, Philip. Uh, very nice to meet you and, and very happy to, to see you again, sir. We had a great conversation uh, in New York. And, and it was so engaging with how uh, Wanda.ai is, is kind of taking an approach to the AI space. And, and let's also take a quick second. Remember, AI is not new. Um, ChatGTP kind of showed up and has been you know the, the, the darling of the ball here uh, ever since because it kind of simply came awake mm -hmm. and, and seems to work uh, in capacities that have changed a lot of work-life uh, work balances, uh, really changed a lot of industries. But, but AI and machine learning has been around for decades. Um, and so there's a lot of innovation that's coming from a lot of people other than OpenAI. Um, I think that Philippe and, and his uh, his team have absolutely showcased some really amazing uh, technologies. And so I wanted to take a second and really do a deep dive into uh, not just what they're building, but why, and also kind of where we see this technology going overall. So Philippe, thank you so much for uh, your time today. We really appreciate having you uh, on, on the show. Thank you for having me. Fabulous. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, let's just kind of take a few steps back and, and start with a little bit earlier in your career. You know, one of the things we very much believe in is is the 10,000 hours. You've been in and around this field for quite a while. Um, so if you can kind of walk us through kind of, you know, successes and, and challenges along the way uh, and where the theses kind of came to uh, for Wand.ai, uh, that would be great. Uh, absolutely. So uh, way, way back when I started a company called Metamatrix, uh, it was the first virtual database of its kind. Build it for Wall Street, but very, very quickly expanding to defense and intelligence. And the idea was to, to get users to access any, any content type um, through a simple SQL code. We um, were able to get to tens of thousands of sources in quasi-real time with uh, almost linear scalability. It was quite a, quite a big invention, but it was stopping at the, uh, the data retrieval. Then um, I, I acquired a company out of London called SmartStream. And you're very interested in how to leverage RPA and AI to, uh, to streamline processing for, for our clients. And uh, so that uh, RPA was getting very, very limited, uh, limited, limited benefits. And we were getting 5 10%, but never the 30 40% that were promised by, by the vendors. And uh, got really thinking very hard on how we can leverage AI to, uh, to improve the processes. Then uh, joined a very large uh, core banking software company. And um, I put together an AI strategy there and uh, look at um, at least 100 vendors in the AI space. And I didn't like the way they had built this stack. It was, everything was hardwired to use case, 
not scalable, not able to, to run other use cases. And the infrastructure was at least 95% of what, uh, what the development effort had been. And uh, so I told the board, listen, if we were to buy Centenary's companies, we're going, we're going to end up with uh, 10 incompatible frameworks. None of them can scale. And it's going to be a, it's going to be a mess. So um, let me go find an end-to-end AI framework. And I, I looked for a year, and I couldn't find one. I mean, the, the hyperscalers had built a, maybe obviously a bunch of very very powerful services, but there was still a lot of a lot of stitching that needed to be uh, to be done to get uh, each use case up and running in the order of uh, at least hundred k lines of code each line. So that was not what I was looking for. I was looking for you know an, a true end-to-end AI framework, and. Um, Joined um, one of the leading vendors in the AI space, and uh, because I, th- I thought they had built an AI framework, and uh, uh, in, in reality, uh, it, the, the, the client had to do a lot of the work themselves. I mean, it was a t- minimum twelve to eighteen months project, a uh, lot, of, lot of lot of a lot of data scientists, and um, uh, according to Gartner, only fifteen percent of AI projects uh, succeed. And talking to clients of all the large vendors like Palantir, their robot, etc., uh, there's there's not many uh, many success stories with AI. So it, it was that bad that a couple of years ago AI had become a bad word, and uh, there was so many yeah. so many failed projects and hundreds of million dollars spent. So hooked up with my my co-founder uh, now three years ago, and we, with this common vision that to make to get. Uh, uh, AI to market and to 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 make AI successful, it couldn't it couldn't go through the uh, data science teams. I mean, data scientists are, are fantastic to solve I mean, hairy problems, uh, but if you are trying to predict churn or doing fraud prediction, these are well known well known problems that uh, we we can sort out uh, uh, generically. So we we uh, we build a system that is a no code platform, allows uh, end users to build their their own their own. Uh, yeah, solution without again writing a single line of code and getting uh, generate. I mean, so leveraging both Gen AI and machine learning. So that that's how, how we got to to build the company again. The, the vision uh, was and is to empower the business users. People will use Power BI or Excel and have access to a ton of data sitting, um, you know, LinkedIn, Zendesk, Salesforce, HubSpot, SAP, uh, Snowflake, and they they don't have the tools to access their data. And yeah. the the, um, the the end game, they spend uh, uh, around thirty to forty percent of their day looking for data. Uh, so we we think we can reduce that thirty to forty percent to literally zero. I I think there's some in- really interesting numbers that you just threw out there, and I want to take a second and talk through them. And the first one was that eighty five percent of AI projects, you know, internal AI projects fail. Um, and, and I think that that, I agree with that number. And you, you said that, you know, during our conversation when we were in New York and I actually looked it up and I, I think it's higher. I think it's 90%, you know, failure rate. MIT says 90%. On, yeah. Because, but, you know, there's, you know, McKinsey's done some reports and Gardner had some reports, but, but it's, it's true. It really has become a bad word. You know, when I saw products, you know, in, you know, prior years that said, you know, AI enabled, I'm like, oh God, like, you know, it, it, it's like, it's like anything before a touchscreen. Uh, when Apple put out a touchscreen, you know, in, in the first, you know, um, iPhone, people are like, oh my God, it works. But if you had said, you know, hey, there's a touchscreen on the BlackBerry, I was like, I don't want it. I don't want to deal with that. It's terrible. It's a horrible experience. So, you know, how how did you look at that number, which is, you know, almost insurmountable? You know, it's it's you stand bigger chance of failure and say, this is the direct problem we're going to tackle. Uh, so a lot of issues. So the, the, the way, so first, 
the, the architecture from, from, the, from the, the, the incumbents uh, were built five, seven, ten years ago. So, uh, and if you look at the advancement in, uh, in, in AI research for the last couple of years, uh, if, you, if you have not written your stack completely, uh, according to, to Gen AI principles, um, I'm, I'm not sure you have a very bright future, frankly. It's, uh, it's, it takes too long, too much money. I mean, you, you don't want to have to spend 18 months, 24 months to have something on the screen and spend, you know, five, $10 million. That, that doesn't work. If you're a large, a large firm, you probably have a thousand use cases in front of you. And if you ask the design team to produce <laughs> a thousand use cases, you're going to be there for 10 years. The, the business is going to wait for, you know, two weeks, two days, whatever, but they're, they're not going to wait any, any longer. They want results now. And it's such, I mean, such a heavy duty arms race that when, when you raise a bar for, for a firm, the computers have to adjust immediately. I mean, you get so much, I mean, obviously the, the promise of AI is there. So the, the 10, 50% successful projects are incredibly successful. Uh, there was an example of Goldman Sachs. We, we, we did a, had a spectacular project the, on the sales desk, replacing an uh, entire desk with, uh, with, uh, with bots. Uh, super successful. Uh, but, I mean, it's Goldman Sachs, right? So for, for the rest of the market, it's mission impossible. So you, you really need a, a new, set of, um, new, new set of tooling to, to get to market. And it cannot be, hey, it's going to be 18 months and $5 million to get anything, one use case up and running. That doesn't work anymore. In, in the world of big data, and you know, I, I've run a couple, you know, large companies. I've consulted with, you know, multi-billion-dollar companies, and I, I've seen the struggles. So the the other statistic you said is thirty percent of someone's day is just looking looking for data, you know, looking for information. Um, and I think that's a really relevant, you know, point to 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 kind of hit on, because you know, like for you know, Y Whales, we we have you know corporate Dropbox, so we have everyone integrated, everyone linked. You know, I have admin access, so I can see anything and everything that's there. But I still spend a quite a bit amount of time looking for, you know, where's where's this file? I don't even know what this thing was named. I remember we had a conversation, you know, because we have five or six projects going on. You extrapolate that out to some of these larger companies that have, you know, hundreds of initiatives that are, you know, in process a single day, and and it's it's almost impossible just to get a status report. So, you know, having everything fed into kind of your own, you know, search engine, your own AI, your own analytics, you know, bot makes a lot of sense. But how do you guys how, how do how do you kind of tackle that you know big data problem into you know a very easy interface um, because that's you know that that's a problem that as you know everyone's been trying to solve uh, uh, absolutely and, and uh, dealing with large firms with thousands if not tens of thousands of data sources I, mean, I was joking with the CIO of a, of a large bank a few, a few days ago I said last time you check you have seventeen thousand databases on elapsed said only only have sixteen thousand. So, uh, good luck getting a, a notion of what is a client, what is a transaction, what is a product. I mean, it's really distributed across so many, so many sources. And that's just databases. Yeah. And you have, you have, you have data sitting inside applications and sitting, that's on, on site application. You also have data sitting in Salesforce or Zendesk. So it's really, um, I mean, the, 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 that's where I think the, the success of Snowflake Databricks is, is absolutely, uh, I mean, deserved because they, they're, they're solving a big part of that problem. The, the thing is, I mean, the data is still incredibly fragmented and we have uh, part of the invention at one is to ability to uh, basically retrieve and analyze and map and cleanse and enrich that data on the fly. So if you know, if you know, Zendesk called customer, customer on uh, Salesforce is client and, you know, SAP calls it uh, field X, we, we're going to understand the underlying data and map it 
uh, using GenAI to, to, to create these, uh, these clever mappings. So we, we have the ability to get data out of anything. I mean, it could be a PDF files, it could be a, a CSV, it could be a Salesforce, SAP, Snowflake, it really doesn't matter. So the, a big part of the invention at one is the ability to, uh, to understand and, and, uh, and map that data automatically. So, so let's just go right into Wand. I mean, you, you've you've seen the challenges. You know, you spent the time, energy, and stress, kind of seeing how it works, uh, how the rest of the industry works. So, so talk to us a little bit about you know Wand, what your initiatives is, and you know, kind of the phase of the project today. Um, and, and as a disclosure, I, I've been you know using Wand now for I think about a week. Um, so been able to play with it quite a bit. Uh, you know, did did not get a coupon code, uh, so I, I paid the ninety nine dollars for the pro account, and and you know I'll give you my my thoughts and, and theses on it here in a minute. But really want to dive into kind of you know where where you guys are today, and and you know kind of how you believe that this is a product market fit for most. Uh, absolutely, Jay. So the, the mission of Wand is um, to allow business users, I mean domain experts, be the masters of their own destiny. So the, the idea is to give them a no-code platform where through a chatbot, they can interact with any content source, internal or external, as if it was a single virtual source. And from there, ask any question. You can analyze the data, make predictions, to create charts. Uh, you can integrate with an existing application. You can be Salesforce and asking questions to all these backend uh, sources. It's, uh, we don't want to disrupt the, the, the current workflow of the users. So we can be embedded into any, any, any third-party application like uh, Slack. But the, the idea is uh, in a matter of 10 minutes, 20 minutes, half hour, an hour, if the, the data set is very large, you can be up and running. So unlike an off-the-shelf LLM where you're going to take a very long time and many, many millions, if not tens of millions of dollars to do the training of the LLM, we sit on top of third-party LLMs like Bard and Llama 2 on ChatGPT, but we don't train the LLM of the client data. It's too expensive uh, because it's so expensive. You don't have uh, real-time updates, and there's issue with the role-based access. Uh, in LLM, you have access to everything, or you have access to nothing. So in in a, in, in, a, in a large firm, that doesn't work. I mean, you the, you you cannot have the entire um, staff looking at the HR data or looking at all the the, the, the client uh, client contracts. So you need role-based permissioning. So we've solved this problem by creating a separate framework that leverages the, uh, the, the LMs for the, the good for external knowledge and conventional AI. We created our own technology to uh, map, understand the, uh, the, your data on the, on the back end, again, any data type, and allow users to very, very simply interact with that data and make predictions. So what took, you know, six months, nine months, 18 months, now it literally in the hands of the end users, it can be up and running in Literally 10, 20 minutes if the data set is not very large or it's very large data set, like, a, like a, an entire Zendesk or Salesforce large implementation. It could be, a, could be an hour or two, but after an hour or two, you're in business, ready to go. Yeah. And, and I can talk a little bit about the, the onboarding because that was the thing is that, you know, again, it's very simple to sign up, create an account. You know, Wanda AI is up and running. It's not a, uh, you know, white paper project at this point anymore. It absolutely works. And so the example I can give you that I tested is, you know, one of my other businesses, uh, I, I do have a number of, of commercial properties. Um, 
I have a, a tenant who's on their their fourth amendment of a lease. And for anyone who's ever gone through, you know, some of these lease amendments that have been over a decade old, you know, there's the original uh, second and third amendment, then there's the LOI, then there's a bunch of other data. And so there's about four or five different documents that I needed to reference to create uh, a, a new a, a new draft of this. Um, I'm not a lawyer. I'm certainly not a real estate lawyer. Um, and so I just said, well, let's, let's see if it can even create that, that draft for me. Um, and quite simply, I just, all I did is dropped all the PDFs in, took, you know, literally two minutes. I had them all in a Dropbox folder, dropped all those into, to a, a brand new chatbot, um, asked the chatbot a bunch of questions, uh, and then, you know, asked it to write me a, a fourth amendment based on some very specific criteria. And it, it, Absolutely, one hundred percent. Spit out a a draft um, that I went through, made a couple changes, sent over to the other party. Their lawyer, their lawyer reviewed it, uh, made a couple, you know, lawyerish type changes that a lawyer is going to make just to a couple nuanced things. But it was done, um, and so I can say that that I saved myself a couple thousand dollars um, and and quite a bit of back and forth time to be able to turn something around like that. So I think that was a fabulous use case for me on a very just you know what's a quick use of a lot of my personal data not public data of, you know, asking, you know, how do I bake a cake or something like a lot of people do with, with chat GTPs. So with that being a very simplistic model, how advanced could I get um, in, inside of WAND? I mean, I mean, your use case is fantastic because it's, it's also all about, you know, saving time and money and, and producing results in, in minutes. I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful use case. At the enterprise level, with clients using us for financial forecasting, for risk and compliance, for sales and rev ups, for marketing. So the, the use cases are, are what you describe is a single person use case, and it's exciting. But if you, if you expand that to, to department, like a sales department, where you have incoming leads and you're trying to process these leads and you, you, you're trying to create a profile on single, single prospect, and then uh, pushing that prospect into Salesforce from stage one to stage two, all, all this workflow. Can be fully uh, fully managed within Wand. Just just ask Wand, give me a profile letter, pro, pro, uh, prospect X, and it will tell you what business you're in, what does the management team look like, the revenue profile, if there are any merger acquisitions, any adverse news, any positive news. You can create a profile in, in seconds of that uh, of that prospect, and then say, hey, interesting, on your inside Slack, and we say, push it from stage one to stage two automatically in Salesforce, but you're still in Slack. And then from that, you say, hey, give me. Um, Give me the, the names of the top three most probable people I should speak to at that prospect. And I say, hey, hey CISO, CTO, and uh, head of compliance. And it's going to go to hunter.io and find the emails and phone numbers of these three people. And then you say, hey, craft me an email for these people. And they say, well, the email is not, is not good. Email. How about you say something about the competition with more advanced say, in cybersecurity? And now you can craft something that's a little, a little, more, a little more punchy. And uh, should get the attention of the, the other side, and then that email is crafted, sent to the other side, and then you use one to schedule the meeting and prepare the, the prepare the, the the pitch, and then everything to the the actual proposal, and the legal reviews can be handled from a, from a, a, a through interaction with Slack. So instead of having salespeople, you know, spending, I mean, every, every time I manage sales team, it's, it's incredible how much time people spend on LinkedIn. I mean, I, th- I think it's more than half the day. It's just, hey, is right. uh, is my 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 contact at uh, client X moving to to company Y, right? Uh, is my my contact at uh, client X befriended uh, the sales manager, my direct competitor? So all these signals 
I mean, you, you, you cannot do that by hand. The data is so big. You have to, you have to use Gen AI and, and, and machine learning to, to understand what, what's relevant to you as a user. And the data in Salesforce is, is good, but it's the data I already have in my head as a salesperson. I want to get both internal signals. I want to know what the interaction has been, if any, with the customer success team or the support team. I want to see if the contract is about to, uh, to be, uh, needs to be renewed. So all these signals, then you need to tra- traverse across external sources like Hunter, uh, news sites, uh, LinkedIn, as well internal as, um, uh, data sources like uh, contracts database, uh, ERP systems, uh, CRMs, support system like uh, Zendesk, having everything managed automatically in a backend and generate automatic, uh, automatic alerts for, for a salesperson or managing the workflow automatically is, I mean, a huge time saver. So as a, as a sales manager, do, do you want to salespeople to spend four hours on LinkedIn every day or you want to, 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 to get another eight meetings with prospects? I mean, the, the, it's really, it's that simple. And that's at the, the departmental level. What was exciting now is yeah, you, you can get RevOps people engaged, get marketing people engaged, product management engaged, and get them involved in the same workflow and leveraging AI across different departments and then get finance also involved. So when you do sales forecasting, you do it off real data. I mean, computing customer sentiment, computing the, um, the, the probability of a deal closing off the, all the, the internal data you have of that specific deal. So all these workflows... I mean, will be will be life changing for the companies because it will it will just create incredible level of information flow and 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 clever analysis and predictions across all these departments and create I think an unprecedented level of inefficiency. So starting with the 40 percent of the time that's wasted every day about refilling data, but then create efficiency about not wasting time on and doing clever stuff and efficient. I mean, stuff that produce an original investment versus just looking for data, which has zero value, obviously. And I think, you know, so I want to take a second and, and for anyone who is, is rushing right now to go test uh, Wanda.ai, but has not, you know, and but if you've spent some time with ChatGTP4, um, with plugins, and and right now to give you an idea of the, the, the difference level between how far advanced Wanda.ai is compared to the plugin uh, shop is, is if I wanted to compare a PDF. Um, to, uh, to, to, you know, I wanted to have, uh, chat GTP4, um, you know, search a PDF. You can do something like, you know, uh, your, your PDF dot, or ask your PDF, uh, dot com and you can, you can put a PDF in there and then it will reference just that one PDF. Uh, and if you want to do a, a, a Bing search on there, then you can, you have to switch the plugins and say, okay, now we want to, we want to, we want to do this and please search this site and find this information. Um, and if you want an external data source, then, you know, you're, you're out of luck. Um, and so when you build a, a wand or you guys call them wandies, which is, I, I'm just going to say you guys need a marketing to someone to come in and to erase that. <laughs> um, my least favorite part is creating wandies, but you know, when you create, you know, your, your, your bot, um, it's, it's, you know, Dump as many PDFs as you want, hundreds, thousands. It doesn't care. Just dump them all into here's here's the document repository. Okay, websites, great. Do you want the entire site or do you want just a, an individual link? And how many do you want? Doesn't matter. You know, keep keep just dumping them in. Uh, and and then lastly is these data sources. You you go so you kind of work your way over across the tabs to create the data set. You know, for your wand. Um, and and so it really does take. Five to, to twenty minutes, just depending on how many data sources you want. You hit update. I, mine, mine yesterday. I think the first one took like 
90 seconds. I did a more advanced one where I just threw a lot of, a lot of things at it. Um, I think it took like three minutes. Um, and then from there, it's like, here's your chatbot. You know, it's any questions you want to ask about those documents, those websites, it, it's cross collaborating, going back and forth. Um, you know, other than, you know, probably have some issues with my own prompting language. Um, it was all there. And I think that that's the speed of which that, you know, it's, it's no code. Um, I let one of my other team members play with it who is not, you know, had no idea what they were looking at. I said, just go ahead and make this. I walked them through it. Um, and they, they made a chatbot and I said, okay, I've got to delete that one. Cause I, I, I need to, um, you know, move some things around in the account. They go, no, no, I'm already using this too late. It's mine. <laughs> so I think there's, you know, really that, that speed is, is what you guys have been able to showcase. And so I can validate that it, it does work and it's very quick and simple and easy. I uh, appreciate Judge. Uh, something we, we didn't really address is um, if you look at off-the-shelf LLMs, of course, I mean, you, we sit on, on top-shelf LLMs, but we've created our own technology uh, alongside that. But these issues with inconsistencies, so you ask a question today, you get an answer. It could be a good or bad answer, but you get an answer. Tomorrow you, get, you ask the same question, it's a different answer. And then and the next day, it's a different answer again. And at the end price, that's just I mean, a non-starter. So the fact you have no 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 role based security huge issue no real time update huge issue but inconsistencies is a big problem and um, uh, on top of that you have hallucination problems we have solved the hallucination problems we don't hallucinate I mean we have technology that will make sure that you, we always refer back to the source if you want to block the internet access we only get to your your data and nothing else and um, that's I mean that that combination of again role based access no hallucination consistency. And real time, I think, makes it a very, very compelling argument for, for the enterprises of our levels. I mean, we can, we have clients who have 10 million sales and clients who have 10 billion sales or more. So it's really, it works at, uh, at any level. Um, and I, I think the, uh, the, the time to market is just stunning. I mean, the, the, I mean talking to a lot of uh, large firms, I mean, again, uh, the, the business is uh, tired of spending hundreds of million dollars every year on seeing, you know, three use cases a year. That, that, that world is done. I think they, yeah. they want three, uh, three use cases a day. And uh, the, uh, as your, your coworker <laughs> mentioned, so, I mean, once you start using it, there's no going back. Right? I mean, it's, it's just, I mean, if you, and the only thing, if you know Excel or Power BI, you're good. You're good to go. I mean, there's zero training on what. Just plug your data. Again, complex data structures, PDFs, as uh, you mentioned, JL websites. Then there's SAP. It really doesn't matter. You're, you're up and running in no time. So, so I think the point that I really want to, to hash in now, and it's the number one thing that people ask me when I when I recommend it. It's it's a thing that's kind of out there, which is data security, data you know, being able to silo your data. Because um, right now, if you whatever prompt you put into ChatGTP, it's out there for the world. Um, if you link a PDF on any of these other things, it's out there for the world. So you know, there's a lot of data being exposed, uh, a lot of data leakage. Um, you know, by people using these inappropriately. So, you know, with, with WAN being an enterprise tool, um, how are you guys managing that data silo? And, and is all the information I just put in there, which, you know, is, you know, uh, HR and payroll and stuff related, is that all safe just to my account and my eyes only? Yeah, so, so the answer is absolutely yes on several levels. So one, in terms of deployment, you can have a SaaS version, uh, VPC on-premise. Uh, in, the, in the large enterprise world, it's, it's mostly on-premise. In terms of uh, 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 leakages, there's zero leakage because we, we don't train the LM with your data. So there's no no queries, no data, no results shared with anybody. It stays within the, the, the one framework. And even a SaaS version, no no one employee can ever see your data or or, or, or your, your, your models. Also GDPR, GDPR compliance as well, SOC 2 compliance. 
And we also offer role-based permissioning. So if you plug into an HR system or Zendesk or, or, or SAP, you would all, you will only see what you're authorized to see. So we, we, we really, I mean, we build one for the enterprise and, and, uh, we started that out in financial services and we, with some of the, the most stringent requirements. I mean, as strong as you would get in the tail community. Mm. And, uh, we've been vetted by some of the largest players in the world. So we, we feel confident that, uh, again, zero leakage, Rose-based access on the fact you can, uh, if, if you don't like the SaaS version, you can build it, deploy it on your, your own network or on-premise. I think we'll, we'll, we'll make the, any CISO happy with the, um, with the security level. So w- where are you guys at in your roadmap today? You're, you're still young um, you're still, and you, you know, you're still innovating. And, and you know, really, I, I would say is, as far as on the innovation curve, um, you know, I, I think AI is just getting going. So we'll, we'll talk in a little bit of second about where we think, you know, AGI is coming. Um, but, you know, as far as, as WAND and where you guys feel you're at in, in kind of your early roadmap, um, are, you, are you confident in, in your capabilities today? Do you still have some big hurdles uh, over the next few quarters you're trying to tackle? Or, or how, do, how are you guys feeling about the product as it sits on the market today? Yeah, sure. So I should, we, we did uh, two versions last year. The first version was a uh, uh, mostly predictive platform and uh, it was launched exactly a year ago. And we got uh, close to half the Fortune 500 to test, uh, to test that, that platform, the, uh, the, uh, the alpha and beta version. So it's a I mean, stellar success with uh, thousands, thousands of users. Uh, we also have built uh, the fast, I mean, a community on LinkedIn happens to be the, the fastest enterprise AI community on, on LinkedIn. Uh, we, and we have more engagement than, uh, I think number two to 10 combined over the last, uh, last, uh, eight, nine months. So very, very active community. And through that, uh, we get a lot of, uh, inquiry, inquiries to come to us. That, that, that was version one. Version two came out, uh, three, now three months ago. And it's a combination of Gen AI together with, uh, machine learning. Again, with, uh, all the, the attributes I mentioned before, but the, the, the uniqueness having, to, to integrate in data set and make prediction of that data set immediately is, uh, is super powerful. And you, you can ask anything in the chatbot. You can ask predict churn, but you can say, Hey, give me a scatter plot of, uh, of, uh, clients in the retail bank and give me the income versus uh, against the, um, against the, uh, the credit score. I mean, you can, you can ask, I mean, it's really free form questions. So, uh, we, we have, uh, more than 12,000 users now, individual users. Uh, again, firms of all sizes, all sectors. Again, we, we start in financial services, but we have clients in manufacturing, in telco, um, a, a lot of, uh, uh, in, uh, healthcare as well. So it's really spanning all industries and spanning all, all departments from, from, again, HR, finance, sales, uh, operations, uh, risk and compliance. We, we have clients and, and thousands of use cases across all these different, uh, uh, different, um, uh, departments. And, yeah. uh, in terms of the, um, the, the, the community, I mean, we're working with, uh, with, uh, Steve Nori was the number one year influencer on, the, on LinkedIn. Yes. Uh, I think 1.5 million followers on, on LinkedIn has been uh, helping us both in terms of uh, defining the, the, the product, uh, the product roadmap, as well as, um, uh, getting the message across to the world. So we, we're doing product like was PLG and it's, uh, it's really working pretty well. 
That's amazing. So let, let's kind of, you know, take a, a second and let's just go way out into the future. So I think we've, we've you know, again, you guys have a product that works. Anyone who has any questions about, you know, the, this conversation that we're having, just literally just go to wand.ai um, and, and, and play with it. I think it really showcases itself very well. But let's, you know, kind of investments into a system, into a platform like this, you know, you kind of want to hear, you know, especially from the founders, like, where is this going? And so, um, you know, there's a lot of promises for AI, you know, things like, you know, artificial general intelligence, uh, as you can probably educate me on, um, what, what your, what your thoughts and meanings on that is, you know, how far do you believe, you know, we're going to see this, this cycle here, you know, within you know, the next five, you know, three to five years, um, of artificial intelligence. Like, do we believe we'll get to actual just, you turn on your your screen your um, your screen and and uh, your wand your wandy has just been doing work in the background um, to prepare reports and and things that it thinks are interesting you know for you uh, to execute on. Uh, that, I mean, the, the vision is is not um, lacking in ambition. We, we see ourselves uh, to, to what um, what Google has done on the on the search side or the or, or ChatGPT does with uh, Genia on, on the, the retail side. Uh, we, we see ourselves as basically deploying AI at scale in the enterprise. We are pure enterprise play. We, we are, I mean, we have clients, I mean, we're B2B2C, but the, the, the end customer is always the enterprise. So as, as you mm-hmm. say, I mean, we, we have, we've built a business assistant. So the business assistant is going to be, I mean, actually, what our clients describe is say, he is the smartest employee in the company. He knows everything about all the departments, all the documents, everything. I mean, and I can ask, I can ask Wandy anything. And that, that's, that's really the vision is, uh, eliminate all the, uh, the, you know, the, the, all, all the, the, um, fruitless task of, you know, the 30 to 40% of looking for data and not finding it and, uh, asking HR, what is the, um, the vacation policy this year is, uh, I mean, uh, what is the expense policy when I travel? This, Zillions of, of queries that will, hand, will be handled by Windy. That's the first, the first step is really getting a super, I mean, super clever of information aware, your information as an enterprise, uh, business assistant can ask any questions. That, that's step one. Step two is really, uh, letting people analyze that data and predict the future. And that's, that's a big promise of, uh, of, uh, machine learning. Uh, and that, that Gardner, that Gardner, uh, start about the 15% MIT saying it's 10%. From what you have seen, talking to hundreds of clients in, in uh, about Gen AI, I've yet to find a single one that's really in production with Gen AI. Not one. Mm-hmm. So I think I, I think the success rate. I mean, I, I don't have I don't have the MIT or Gardner to back me on that, that stat because only he's only talking to probably two or three hundred clients in the last six months. It's I think zero percent. I think Gen AI is fantastic. ChatGPT is fantastic. It's fantastic for 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 a, a casual retail user. It's not. These are not tools that are ready for prime time in the enterprise. That's why we come in. We make Gen AI and machine learning ready for, for enterprises of all size. Yeah, I mean, there, there's not a single enterprise, you know, on this planet that can operate without, you know, Word, Excel, uh, PowerPoint, and, and you're quite simply putting, you know, the, this AI chatbot right in there in the in the middle of it, saying, you know, it can eventually get to consumers, but it's really designed for for B two B, you know, E two B, so enterprise to business, you know, kind of collaboration. So, and, and again, for what I can say for multifaceted businesses, where I have, you know, I've got two main ecosystems and entirely different. Um, you know, kind of, uh, one of them is, is real estate. So I've got a, a residential brokerage 
mortgage and title company, and that's an, an one massive business with its own infrastructure. Then I have Y Whales, um, which is just you know a global chaotic. Um, you know we've got everything in the world going on, and so it's very hard for me to kind of keep track of of all the documents. I've got emails flying in, uh, you know, hundreds and hundreds a day. Uh, and so the thought of you know a, a personal Jarvis, you know, a personal like here's your daily report of everything coming in. I get some of that from a few sources, but it's like it's only email or it's only um, you know LinkedIn. It, it doesn't combine them all to like here's your here's what happened yesterday, here's your your to do today without a lot of manual stuff. So I love the concept of what you guys are doing, which is like dump it all in and and let you know AI figure it out and 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 then be able to choose which LLM model. Uh, I want to do so. Like I said, I, I I love the product so far. It's it's nice to hear you know how far you guys are going to continue to go with it. Um, what's your thoughts uh, as we kind of roll into closing for just overall like where's the industry going? Do we do we believe we'll get to true you know artificial intelligence within the next three to five years, or is it going to be kind of still program the bots, you know, cue the bots, and the bots you know will respond in a in a better, more efficient manner as we go go down down this road? I think I mean. I think next three five years. I think the, uh, I mean, the, the we can go from data analysis to actually, I mean, having calls to action. So you, the idea of having dashboard is is nice. But hey, I'm I'm going to my before I go, I go to my desk. I want to see, I mean, issues with clients. I want to see clients are going to renew next uh, next uh, three days. I want to see alerts about a deal that might blow up. So I think it's. Is, is being, I mean, having the 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 one AI engine monitor all that data on the back end and proactively give you give you alerts on, on calls to action, and I think that's that's uh, that's what's so exciting is uh, instead of being reactive and passive to you know I see a news about my client you know on the FT or the Wall Street Journal, uh, it's really getting the signals I mean in, in real time and and uh, being reactive and being first to. To react to the signals, first to react to, to client having issues and and inc- increasing clients' uh, uh, customer success and and customer sentiment, uh, creating a better method to do you know next best product, do the product pricing. So I think this uh, we're into the world where you know gut feel is uh, is going to be uh, outdated very very quickly. On the, the example of that client, <laughs> say hey, one these the smartest the smartest employee in my firm. Uh, that that's that's the end game to to help the domain expert make infinitely better decisions in a fraction of the time. So I think the uh, at the end there, I think um, AI is going to allow people to 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 do three hour days instead of doing twelve hour days uh, wow. and, uh, and be be a lot more productive in these three hours. And if they want to spend the eight hours or ten hours, they can. But at least the all that uh, that um, painful data gathering, data analysis, I mean, is going to be shrunk to to almost nothing. I, you know what? I, I think that that says a lot. And and um, whether somebody you know does has a three hour day or a twelve hour day, I think it's becoming pretty clear that that businesses that do not start to explore, understand, and integrate some of these tools are absolutely being left behind because the efficiencies and it's not designed just for the CEOs and the C suite. It's not designed just for the data analysts. You know, there really is almost a role. For almost every single person in your company um, to utilize some AI tools, and you know, I think it's going to take a lot for everyone to understand, you know, what what is appropriate, what's not appropriate. You know, the schools are schools are struggling like crazy right now with this. So I'm glad to hear you guys are just, you know, didn't you didn't say the word education once because that's going to be <laughs> that's going to be a struggle for them here. But I, I see a ton of value for students as well. 
um, you know, doing research papers, trying to understand, you know, various concepts and, you know, that, that one, and, and the source materials are being very defined. So I, I, I see this affecting everyone and I really am excited for you guys' vision and, and Philippe. Um, thank you so much for having, uh, for coming on. What, uh, where can people reach you or, and learn more about, uh, Wanda.ai if, uh, they want to, they want to kind of go forward with this? Yeah, c- c- come to one of the AI or, or, or email me at uh, <laughs> philippe.chambadal at one of the AI, which is probably a little too long to, to, to remember. But if you go to info at one of the AI, you, 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 you'll get me on, be, be happy to help. Uh, just one last, last stats I can want to throw at you. In the US, only 3% of businesses above $50 million in sales have one data scientist or more. 3%. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of work, lot of work to be done, and good luck finding the data scientists, right? They 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 all get uh, oh, yeah. know, hired by Google, Facebook, Apple, etc., and it's uh, it's become a real problem. So that, that's that's where we come in and and help businesses of any size, size with or without data scientists to 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 get to become successful, more successful, and more efficient leveraging Gen AI and machine learning. Well, I love it. Um, and, and real quick, you guys are active on LinkedIn. Is uh, is that an AI group that anyone can go, can join? Yeah, there's. I mean, so the, the one community, absolutely. And then the, the you have the Steve Newry community, so one which is around the machine learning and AI in general, and the other one is a generative AI a LinkedIn group. I think it has 1.5 million followers already on the Gen AI one. Love it, love it. Uh, Why Wells? This is uh, Philippe with Wand.ai. We will catch you guys next time. Take care. Talk soon. Why Whales was founded in 2021 by Jay Steinbeck, a passionate entrepreneur and business owner with the purpose of bringing YPO and YNG members together in the cryptoverse. Why Whales is a collaborative and confidential community centered around cryptocurrencies and blockchain technology, an exclusive crypto hub of more than 600 members. Be notified when we release new content. Please subscribe to our show in your preferred listening app. For more information, visit www.ywhales.com. YWales is not affiliated with YPO, but at this time only allow for YPO, YPO Gold, and YNG members due to privacy and confidentiality. Support and production for today's episode was done by Truthwork Media. Nothing in the podcast constitutes professional and or financial advice, nor does any information on the podcast constitute a comprehensive or complete statement of the matters discussed or the law relating thereto.